Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening, right here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com, the network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, January 3rd, 2015. Happy New Year, everyone. This show is live every Saturday evening from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, Yes, you heard it right. We are back to a three-hour format here on What on Earth is Happening. As I said that we would uh, when the show went to a two-hour format about a month back, uh, or about a little over a month. So we're back to three hours in the same time slot. There was uh, some initial confusion as to uh, the, the time slot. I originally thought that I was pushed back an hour uh, from 9 to 12 Eastern, but... Um, I had uh, the time zones confused. It was um, when I got the call from the network regarding the uh, going back to the three hours. I was in a very noisy place, and there was a little bit of misunderstanding there. So uh, I did put that out on my Facebook page to people who follow me on social media. So I apologize for that error. Uh, the show is back to its regular three-hour time slot from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time. That is 9 p.m. to midnight Central Time. So we have a great show lined up for you here tonight. I'm going to be continuing my series on order followers, talking today mostly about the supporters of order followers and their psychology and uh, we'll also be getting into uh, a little bit more of the psychology of order followers themselves. And I'm going to maybe begin toward the end, not sure, uh, transitioning to uh, some of the material that I really want to uh, begin covering uh, for the next many weeks on what on earth is happening after I kind of uh, wrap up the concepts and ideas I want to put out there on order followers. Um, I'm going to really be getting into the whole... Um, eugenics operation that has been going on right underneath our noses for at least uh, the last hundred years, maybe more, uh, that involves the dynamic of 
creating a war between the sexes and driving a wedge between men and women in our society. So um, if I don't get to that material in the later portion of the show, certainly I'll be starting that next week. So I will be taking calls in the third hour of the show this evening. The call-in number to join us if you want to get in the call queue is 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number to join us here on What on Earth is Happening, 800-313-9443. That is a toll-free number, of course. A couple of quick event announcements before we start the material for today. The Free Your Mind 3 conference, the biggest conference of its kind anywhere in 2015, April 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2015 at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel. The Sheraton Bucks County is at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania just outside the city limits of Philadelphia. The speakers lined up so far confirmed for the Free Your Mind 3 conference. Bob Tuscan, Clint Richardson, the Illuminated One, Curtis Davis, Dennis McKenna, Derek Brose, the New Jersey Weed Man, Ed Fortune, Freighter X, Freeman, Fritz Springmeyer, Jay Parker, John Vibes, Josie the Outlaw Wales, Larkin Rose just added to the Free Your Mind 3 lineup. I'm very excited to hear this announcement because he's one of my favorite speakers and uh, radio um, show hosts and uh, teachers uh, to the people of the world. Lennon Honor. Lennon Honor returning to Free Your Mind 3. I'm definitely very happy to see him as part of this great lineup. Also, Luke Rudkowski. Mark Devlin, myself, Mark Passio, and Stuart Swerdlow, rounding out what is looking to be an absolute all-star lineup for Free Your Mind 3. There will also be a panel discussion group at the Free Your Mind 3 conference and open mic, night, open mic sessions at the end of each night. There will also be a, a speaker meet and greet. For an all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 3 conference, only $150. If you enter coupon code 93 at checkout at the Free Your Mind Conference website when you order tickets for the all weekend pass, coupon code 93, just the number 93, 93, that's all, at checkout. And this is exclusive to what on earth is happening, listeners. Uh, you will receive a $20 discount on the all weekend pass, which will bring an all weekend pass down to $130. This Offer this exclusive offer for my radio listeners will end this Sunday night at midnight Pacific time. So you have tonight and tomorrow to uh, take advantage of that coupon code for a twenty percent twenty dollar discount on an all weekend pass for the Free Your Mind Three conference. And getting your tickets now is the best way to support this event because it helps to pay for the venue and for the speakers, travel, and lodging expenses. Folks, I'm just highly encouraging anybody, don't worry about the schedule. The schedule is not made yet. Uh, the, the, the speakers have to be, the full lineup of speakers will have to be completely confirmed by the main organizers. And once that's done, then they'll make their speaker schedule. 
Um, hounding people for the speaker schedule is not going to get it out there any faster. This will have to be determined by the organizers, you know, in their time. And um, quite frankly, it's just my, my, my take on this conference is if you support this event, and I know there are some people out there who have limited funds to spend, but I'm asking people to just buy the all weekend pass. You know, even if you can't be there, let's say on Friday evening or whatever, support the event by buying the all weekend pass. It's the best way to show your support for this event and for its organizers and for the speakers. And it's the best way by getting your tickets in advance, an all weekend pass in advance, you are helping to uh, the organizers to to pay for an event that is very expensive, renting a, a, a high top caliber venue like the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel is very expensive. Bringing all of these speakers from all over the country, just think about the travel and lodging expenses to lodge them for the duration of the conference, okay? This is not something that is pulled off easily. Organizing a conference is a gigantic task that largely goes thankless and unrewarded. So my appeal to people out there. If you want to support this event, get an all-weekend pass in advance. That's the best way you can help uh, fund uh, uh, to support the goals of the Free Your Mind Conference. For more information on this phenomenal event coming up in April, visit the conference website at freeyourmindconference.com. So uh, when we come back from the break, I have one more quick event announcement, and then we'll jump into our topic for this evening. More on order followers and their psychology and the psychology of those who support them. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Let's swim to the moon. Uh-huh. Let's climb through the tide. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. A couple more quick event announcements before we jump into the material for tonight's broadcast. Another great conference coming up in New York City. The Tesla Science Foundation is presenting its third annual Tesla Memorial Conference Saturday, January 10th, 2015. It's an all-day event from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. at the New Yorker Hotel. The New Yorker is located at 481 8th Avenue in New York City. The theme for this year's Tesla Memorial Conference is Let's Create the Tesla Curriculum. Um, What information about Tesla Um, do we think should be really being taught to young children and uh, the Tesla Science Foundation trying to get um, information about Tesla into school curriculums essentially so um, that's going to be the theme of the conference for this year bringing education regarding Tesla and what he tried to do uh, for humanity 
to young people, which is, which I think is an honorable effort. So uh, for more information on this conference coming up, uh, really in only a few days, um, that's uh, coming up next weekend, next Saturday. Um, visit the Tesla Science Foundation's website at teslasciencefoundation.org. There are still um, What on Earth is Happening promotional t-shirts available. Uh, people are really seeming uh, to love these uh, t-shirts. Um, they're a great conversation starter. Um, uh, it's a good you know, promotional piece to promote the website and you know, the uh, work that I've shared on the website. So if you want to receive a What on Earth is Happening promotional t-shirt as a gift in return for a voluntary donation to help support my work, you can uh, click on the left-hand side of the What on Earth is Happening.com website. It's the first item under latest news, or if you just go to the news tab, it will be the first article on the news section of the site. And you can click the email link there to find out how to uh, receive one. There's also a donation button on the left-hand side of my website, whatonearthishappening.com. If you feel that you've received value from the information I've shared on the website and on this radio show, please feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work so that I can continue it into the future. With that having been said, um, let's jump into what may, may or may not be the final in this series that I've been doing on order followers. Uh, depending on how it goes this evening. But um, what I want to talk about today is the psychology of the people who support order followers. And I guess I'll, I'll jump in here and talk a little bit about how people are apologists for order followers. And they want to excuse their behavior because they'll make the claim that order followers believe that they are doing quote-unquote good. This is one of the biggest um, psychological mind states that exists out there in our culture, that somehow order followers are inherently or uh, overall in the aggregate sense good people. It's just that they do things that are misguided because they believe that what they're doing is good and acceptable. And I tend to just completely refute that whole argument in general. I think a lot of these people really enjoy what they are doing. I think they're totally broken individuals with just completely damaged souls who hate themselves and enjoy creating pain for other people. That's what a secondary psychopath behaves like. And, you know, people making just complete excuses for these people is part of the whole Stockholm syndrome that this entire culture is under. You know, we want to just say, oh, they're just good people. It's just a, a few of them, you know, spoil the bunch. They're largely good, and then there's one bad apple in the bunch. You hear this argument continually over and over and over by people who are essentially what I would call Nazi apologists. And I, I want to talk a little bit about my use of this word because, you know, I get people who are trying to tell me I shouldn't use the word Nazi. I shouldn't talk about the Nazis. Well, first of all, 
nobody's going to tell me what I will or will not talk about or should or should not talking about should or should not be talking about on my own radio show. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about because I have freedom of speech. And if you don't like it, shut the radio off. Shut the internet page that you're listening to to it on off. You don't have to listen to me. Okay? You're certainly not going to influence anything I talk about here because I have a very specific set of things I want to talk about and I'm going to talk about them as I see fit and I'm going to use the terminology that I see fit to use. So go on your own show and talk about what you want and, you know, or don't talk about things that you don't want discussed. You know, you do that when you have your own radio show. So I'm quite frankly just tired of the the emails. Like, it's like, it's bad enough that I have to sift through the nonsense that I get in my email box because I do have to essentially, you know, look for things that I do need to respond to. But, you know, just if you're going to write to me and say moronic things like, you know, somehow the, the Nazis were just good people or that, you know, Hitler was a wonderful man and he was completely misunderstood because you watch some moronic documentary that is has its co- facts completely wrong and screwed up and you want to buy into some nonsense about how the Nazis were humanitarians. Well, go ahead and believe all that nonsense, you know and ignore actual facts and reality. You know, the and people want to say, oh, the term Nazi isn't a... These Nazi apologists, apologists for order followers, want to say it's not a valid comparison. What's going on in today's culture through order followers uh, somehow isn't an equivalent of what the Nazis were doing in Nazi Germany. Or you have these other complete idiots out there that want to say just a a number uh, is what they want to argue about. How many people were murdered by the Nazis or how many Jews were killed by the Nazis. I've said from day one, who cares? It doesn't make a difference whether the number is one or a hundred million. Does not make the slightest bit of difference. The bottom line is you're talking about a culture that put authority on a pedestal and worshipped it as a god. Bottom line. Bottom line all based in total authoritarianism, all based in collectivism, all based in socialism and fascism. And people can't see how these are the same forms of control with a different uniform on. Because they're brainwashed. They're brainwashed by their culture, they're brainwashed by their racism, they're brainwashed by the things that they've been lied to about and then and then people want to say I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this dynamic I mean give me a break anybody that would support this sick regime or any other dictatorial totalitarian sick twisted psychopathic regime needs their head examined because there's something seriously broken inside their soul There's something wrong with people like that. And they haven't read enough. They haven't done enough study into real history. That's why they don't understand what's going on now.
everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening i'm your host mark passio before the break i was talking about how most people are completely lack a long view of history don't really deeply understand collectivism authoritarianism totalitarianism and want to make somehow excuses or apologies because they have certain likes or preferences or dislikes that you know lead them to look at one group as a bad guy one group as a good guy uh, you know and they want to make excuses for things that the nazis did or they want to say oh other regimes killed way more people than the nazi nazis like stalin's you know soviet regime of course absolutely no disagreement you know and People, you know, have a hard time with, well, why then do people focus so much on the Nazis? Because the Nazis came closer than anybody else to completely overtly ruling the world. You might have heard of a little thing like World War II, perhaps, in in your travels. You may have heard of it, you know? So this is why they are considered the poster children for totalitarian authoritarianism. You know, they devastated practically the entire continent of Europe. And what was it a manipulated war? Of course. Of course it was a, manipu- a manipulated war by international banksters. And the Nazi dog got off their chain. Of course they're manipulating both sides. But, you know, this is a good segue into a concept that I want to really try to hammer home with people and get them to understand really listen to what I'm saying here folks because it's gonna it's gonna really carry over into future work that I'm gonna talk about on this show so really try to understand this it's absolutely vitally important in a dialectic manipulation that is being carried out by the highest levels of the control system, let's say, the people who are the mind controllers, the dark occultists of this world, the think tank institutions that really want to socially engineer the entire culture, the whole world, the social engineers, the mind controllers of the world, how whatever label or name you want to put to them. In a dialectic manipulation that they are trying to carry out, against the general population when they create the two sides when they create the divide and they pit one side against the other in their divide and conquer dialectic manipulation strategy only one of those sides 
needs to buy their propaganda and lies for that dialectic manipulation to work to go according to plan and to operate as the social engineers as the dark occultists want it to operate and there can be no better example of that than Nazi Germany that was fomented by the dark occult and I mean you know what like after I touch on some of the material that I'm going to be talking about regarding the vast majority of women's support for statism authority um, you know the supportive dominators through the relationships that many of them are involved in with order followers and dominators how mind control has been very specifically targeted at women in our society I'm going to get into the devastation of real moral value through the destruction of the family dynamic I'm going to be talking a lot about neo-feminism I'm going to be talking about, about the new form or what I'm calling neo-feminism as a eugenics operation. The war between the sexes. All these topics are coming up. You know, how there's a complete lack of respect between men and women in our society. The emasculation of the male in society. Putting women into a more dominating mindset. Wanting control. This is These are all dialectical manipulation tactics. Now, after I talk about that, I think I'm going to do a series on the dark occult creation of the Nazi regime. The, how this religion came into being of Nazism. And, you know, we can get into how that brought communism into being. Because if you think that, you know... It's, it's not essentially the same religion. It's the same dark occult religionists, priest class, behind both of these dialectical approaches to totalitarianism. And people still fail to see how they are essentially bringing about the same thing because they're so concerned about labels. They think that somehow fascism and communism have different end results. It's a name. It's a label, folks. They both are totalitarian regimes based in collectivism where government is God. The people become feudal serfs. Nobody owns property. Nobody has rights. And the world goes into a huge prison society. Concentration camps, regimented mindset, uniforms, you know. It's, it's, they're so dramatically different. I mean... People of a complete childish mindset cannot see the difference. I mean, cannot see that they are the same. It still insists that they are somehow different from each other. A childish mindset thinks this way. Because they've bought into the dialectic. That somehow they're different. It's all one thing, folks. I said it last week. You want to know who's behind this? It's the the cult of the dark sun, period. I don't care what name you want to put on it. The priest class of Saturn, the dark occultists, the, the mind manipulators, the social engineers. This is a dark solar cult. 
that is running the entire show. And people still don't want to understand that they've been behind all of these totalitarian regimes. They've brought them into manifestation. They fomented them. So maybe I'll do a series on that. I think I really should and cover a lot of the connections because then you'll see the crossover of the connections between different social engineers and behaviorists and how a lot of these uh, dark occultists brought some of the organizations that eventually paved way to the NSDAP, the National Socialist German Workers Party in Germany that was the Nazi party. And people still don't think that these people are alive and well here in the United States. I said it again the the last few weeks. The Nazis and the communists shook hands behind the scenes. They said we can't really defeat America militarily, so we have to break them down morally. We have to go in their institutions and we have to work through cultural deterioration. And they have done a masterful job. A masterful job. It is a grand chess strategy that they have played off against the people of this country and really of the whole world. And so few people can see how they've done it. Especially regarding the war between the sexes. It's a difficult thing for people to even see because they're so ensnared and entrenched in the roles. The whole ego identification, the gender roles that they're in that were created for them. Created for them. And once again, I'm not saying that there isn't such a thing as a real man, real masculinity, real a real woman, real femininity. And there's nothing wrong with either of those dynamics. What they have done is created the artificial man, the artificial woman, the artificial being that is wed to the state, that is wed to the concept of authority, that is wed to collectivism. And they're not operating as a genuine being at all in any sense of the word. On the other side, I'm going to go back into the psychology of order followers and the people who continue to support them. These people with Stockholm Syndrome. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before the break, I was talking about a very important concept that only one side of a dialectic manipulation that is set forward by the mind controllers of this world, by the social engineers... Only one side of that dialectical divide needs to buy the propaganda and the lies in order for the dialectic to work, in order for that dialectical manipulation to work. And I'll just give a couple of examples. World War II is a perfect example. 
Okay, you can look into the manipulation of both sides. You know, how that was funded by the same people, the same international bankers. Just look at the look at um uh Chamberlain's policy of appeasement to to Hitler and the Nazis regarding Czechoslovakia and how he just basically did nothing while they rolled into another area of Europe. They clearly were being given orders to allow this to happen and build up. But my point here is, is if you have one group of people buying into the total authoritarian and totalitarian mindset, okay, what are you supposed to do? What's the, what are the rest of the people of the world? What, what was the proper response to say, oh boy, look, this is all just a big manipulation while tanks are rolling into their country. Oh, we understand they're just mind controlled and you know, they all bought the dialectic on this side. So what, what, what are you supposed to do? Throw your hands up in the air and say, well, we all understand it's a big manipulation game you know, while you're being steamrolled. You know, it, it, this is a perfect mirror of a modern example. We are living today with a standing army amongst us, something that the founders of this country continuously warned us not to allow to happen. But no, we don't want to think that they knew anything. You know, they, these weren't intelligent people, you know, that we should have listened to their advice, you know. And now we have a standing army in the form of police living amongst us in every city in the United States. They constitute a standing army. Whether anybody understands that or not is irrelevant. And most people don't understand that that's what modern militarized police constitute. They constitute a standing army living among the population, which is the one thing that almost every founding father of this nation said, do not ever allow that to occur in your midst. And that's exactly what we allowed to occur. You know, people are so, all the statists out there, all the arguers for the state are so worried about what happens if we get in, in an anarchical environment? What happens if we get attacked by a standing army outside of our borders? Well, hey, uh, newsflash, there's a standing army inside your borders right now. How about worrying about that situation? How about we, we take on that situation first? So, hey, uh, the dialectic has already worked on one side. The police have bought that the people are their enemy. They've been trained that way for decades and decades. Bought into the, the order following is a virtue. And, and their cult culture, their cult culture, the, the people who are part of the police forces and their family members are members of a cult culture. They're themselves, the, the order followers themselves are a member of a cult. And then the surrounding culture that surrounds that cult. All the people who support them, for whatever reasons they support them for. They believe they're doing the right thing. They want, the secure, they want to receive the security or the protection that they're going to re somehow receive. What, by giving up all your rights and letting people run roughshod over your natural rights as a human being? Now, all of these order follower supporters want to abdicate their personal responsibility to defend themselves. 
You know, you'll hear this from minarchists and other forms of status. Well, what are people supposed to do? Be constantly on guard regarding their freedom and constantly having to defend themselves? Yes! That's exactly what people need to do. It's been said time and time again, eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And I would say you need to be on your guard to be able to defend your rights at all times and places, otherwise they're meaningless. And essentially you don't have any. And that's the truth that no one wants to hear because they want to think that it's somehow not a completely horrific idea and a flawed fundamental axiom to say, I want to give my right to defend myself over to somebody else. And they're the people who are appointed to do it. You know what? Again, maybe in the ancient past when there were no you know, projectile weapons that could be fired from a human hand, were men essentially in the position where they had to take on that role because they were the traditional protectors of the family unit, especially when it came to females because, let's face it, men are the, the physically more, stronger of the two sexes just by muscle mass and you know, muscle strength and body frame alone. Once the era of technology came in and projectile weapons were invented, every it's everyone's individual responsibility to defend themselves and defend their rights. You know, I, I went to see the third Hobbit film, and I thought that this was actually very beautifully portrayed in it. And you saw the total coward who didn't want to fight and pick up a weapon and wanted to hide amongst the women and children who were initially sequestered off against, uh, you know, away from the fight against the orcs in the film. Yeah, you know, whatever, I'll have, there'll be minor spoilers. It's a great film if you want to go and see it. I think it's a, the whole Lord of the Rings movies in general uh, all the Tolkien movies are brilliant spiritual allegories. But, you know, minor spoilers, um, as the, this war goes on and it's becoming worse, the women actually come out, the real women, say, we want to stand and fight with our men. And they take up weapons and go and join the battle. And you see some, you know, this cowardly man, one of the characters in it, you know, still wants to hide and, you know, uh, not, not fight alongside everybody else. It's a good allegory about bravery and what real men and women do when their rights are under attack, when their bodies are under attack. They're not milk toast. They don't lay down the domination. They're, they don't have Stockholm Syndrome and make excuses for their oppressors. They stand and fight. You know, and nobody wants to talk about the validity of standing physically against an oppressor. You know, the Nazis weren't going to be reasoned out of their stance, folks. You know, I, I, I like the scene in the uh, movie Inglorious Bastards, which I think is a phenomenal allegorical spiritual film that people really should watch. You know, that film is really about the mindset of the Nazi and how it should be dealt with. And 
you know, if uh, once again, if people don't understand this is who we're ultimately dealing with, you have, you have no conceptualization of history. You don't understand what happened post-World War II. People think we defeated the Nazis. We defeated no, no such entity. We defeated the German Wehrmacht. The Nazis didn't even surrender to the Allies. In, 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 the, in the treaties of surrender, there were no people present from the Nazi party. The German military surrendered to the Allies. So, you know, then what happened afterward is the central, the intelligence agencies from not only Britain, but America as well, competed with the Soviets for how would we divvy up the Nazi scientists. And we brought all of these scientists, doctors, engineers, and most importantly, psychologists over to the United States with the help of British intelligence, with the help of our own OSS, the Office of Strategic Services at the time, which subsequently became the CIA, and absolutely most influentially through the Vatican that brought all of these Nazis in the tens of thousands into the United States. And they settled largely on the east coast of the United States, in New York and New Jersey. Which is why they're some of the most Nazi totalitarian states in the United States at the current time. We'll pick up this exploration of the psychology of order followers and the dialectical manipulation on the other side of this break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're continuing our series on order followers this evening. And I was talking about how people in this country really have Stockholm Syndrome and are apologists for these order followers. And don't want to call it like it really is. And the way that it really is, is that a minimum of a thousand people are being murdered by these people every year. American citizens in this country being killed by police. And people still think that this is somehow acceptable and not a sign that what they are trying to do is condition the people that police have absolutely free reign to do what they want and that their orders must be obeyed. And people still put this form of totalitarian authoritarianism on a pedestal and think that, uh, you know, any or- if this order follower calling themselves a cop in this costume is commanding another individual, then their word is the law and you have to do what they say. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such slave think. It's pathetic. It's pathetic slave think. And once again, the dynamic I was talking about before is only one side of a dialectical manipulation needs to buy the lie. 
for the dialectic manipulation to work successfully. And the social engineers, the mind controllers, the dark occultists understand this dynamic perfectly well and are using it to great advantage in all of their workings in society. I was saying about World War II being a dialectic. Well, if people woke up and recognized, well, the bankers are funding both sides and they're you know, appeasing Hitler this territory to make him, you know, blow up into a, a huge threat so that then, you know, other people have to come in and take him out. What are we supposed to do? Just let him take over the world? Let his troops run roughshod all over the entire world? Of course, then, the dialectic is going to work and people are going to have to come in and say whether there's a dialectic going on, uh, dialectic manipulation going on here or not. We need to do something about this. And that's what had to happen. Same thing with the police today. What are we supposed to do? As modern Nazis are advancing on us and taking our rights and constitute a standing army amongst this country, what are we supposed to say? Oh, they're just manipulated. You know, we don't need to take any action or do anything about this situation. Oh, just stand back and observe and watch and just say, oh, aren't, aren't, isn't it sad that they're so mind-controlled? They're going to push the dialectic until there is a blowback. And it's going to be like a bomb going off, folks. I mean, if you don't understand that, you know, we're well on our way to civil war in this country, you're not paying attention at all. At all. And they're probably going to get that. And again, that's what I've said from day one, what I'm doing all this work to try to avert and avoid. But unless people wake up to the dialectic on both sides, it's going to work. Both sides have to be woken up to it. Not just the side that we are on as truth seekers and truth tellers. The people who the mind control is currently working on would have to wake up as well. And there's no indication of that happening. No indication of it happening at all. It would be happening that people say, what would be your criterion? My criterion, and I've said it over and over again, when so few people want to become cops or soldiers that what we consider the mainstream media today would have to go on the airwaves and say, we cannot find people to fill these institutions. The institutions themselves are crumbling because no one wants to do these jobs. That's when I'll say there's an awakening happening in humanity and not a minute until. So you want to think about how far away from that we are? That's the criteria for a real global awakening right there. And we're not even remotely close to it, folks. Hate to burst your bubble, but I'm not here to... Uh, be like some of these other people who say the white hats are all here to rescue us and the Andromedans have our back too, you know? Well, they're getting ready to make the mass arrests any minute now. I mean, please. These social engineers are firmly in control because they have people's minds. There's no indication that that's changing on a global scale. All they need to do is keep pushing the dialectic on one side, on the people whose minds they already firmly have. Until they're out of the mind control, the dialectic will work. 
Because what are, what do you think the American public's going to do as this gets worse and worse? You think they're just going to keep standing back and taking it? At some point, it's going to blow up. And I understand that's what they want so that they could quote unquote declare martial law. But guess what? That'll blow up itself and people aren't going to just sit back and take that. The point is you sit back and do nothing. These people take everything. It doesn't make a difference whether you know they're being manipulated. Action's going to be required to either get them out of that mental manipulation or failing that to physically deal with them. And no one wants to hear that because both of those things are extremely hard things to do, are going to be extremely hard things to do. The best case scenario would be people join the great work and actually get these people out of the mind control that they're under. But that's extraordinarily hard work that involves people dealing with the truth and dealing with personal introspection, which most people don't want any part of because they're children. They're emotional, psychological, and mental children. Just let's look at the psychology of an order follower for a few moments. Where does this desire to even become an order follower come from? They want approval. They want to be told, oh, you're, you're good. It's virtuous what you're doing. You're listening to what the state commands of you. Because we say it's good. And so what they do is abdicate their personal responsibility to judge and discern the difference between right and wrong behavior for themselves. And they make the claim that they can give that up to someone else that can tell them what to do and then they could just perform the action without actually judging it in their own mind according to spiritual law, according to natural law, whether it is actually a behavior that they have a right to take or not. Now, they don't want to do that judgment. They don't want to do that discernment. Well, what kind of people don't want to judge and discern for themselves and want to let other people make their decisions for them? Insecure people, childish people, children. That's a hallmark of somebody who is a child and wants to remain a child, who doesn't want to grow up. They believe they want to believe they're doing good, the semblance of good. And they have this need for approval because of their own self-loathing. They want the new mommy and daddy. See, and this all stems from parental abandonment issues, folks. This goes back to my cosmic abandonment series. But this is about actual, you know, human parental abandonment issues. Because their parents failed instilling true morality in them. And in many cases, failed them in many other ways, whether it be in, you know, physical absence or not, emotionally let them down, spiritually let them down. Didn't instill morals in them, largely because of the breakdown of the family dynamic which again is a result of this deliberately created war between men and women that is raging in our society. So they're going to go to the new mommy and daddy, the state, for their approval because they didn't get it from the real mommy and daddy. You see how this dynamic works to keep these people eternal children. We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Can it take the heat?
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I was talking about parental abandonment issues within order followers. They have this incessant need for approval from others. You know, because they didn't get enough approval from their real mother and father. Or their real mother and father were absent or let them down in certain ways. Whether it even be emotionally or spiritually. They certainly didn't raise them with real moral values because there is no such thing as the moral value of thinking that following somebody else's orders is a moral virtue because it can never be such. So many people in America buy into this religion, this nonsense religion that following somebody else's orders, obedience is a virtue. I mean, give me a break. It's the exact antithesis of that. It's the diametrically opposed polar opposite of virtue or morality. Because conscience is the definitive, the knowledge of the definitive difference between right and wrong behavior. And exercising conscience, which is the hallmark of a moral being, means you are going to act upon that knowledge and choose willfully the right action over the wrong action once you know the difference. Following orders is the exact opposite of that. It's saying, I don't care about knowledge. I don't care what the difference between right and wrong is. They're telling me to do it. They're offering me this to do it, and I'm going to do it. The exact opposite of virtue. Completely logically proven right there. What about the supporters of order followers? How about their parental abandonment issues you know as people engaged in this Stockholm Syndrome dynamic they believe that they're going to receive security or protection in this so called exchange you know of we'll do what the order follower says and we'll get protection I mean you don't think that comes from Parental abandonment issues? They're substituting the feeling that they never got from mommy and daddy. Security or protection. And handing that off to the state. People never think about how this dynamic works. When it comes to the underlying thing that's going on here in society, folks, is parental abandonment. And then you tack cosmic abandonment onto that. The cosmic form of parental abandonment. And you have the absolute perfect degradation of a species. Which is what humanity is undergoing right now. The parental abandonment issues of this dynamic cannot be overemphasized. And you think about then why that is. What's creating the destruction of the family dynamic? What's creating the the destruction of the ability of man and woman to get along with each other? What's creating total hatred between the sexes? And many people will insist and insist it's just the nature of people. It's human nature. 
And again, as soon as I hear that term, I know you don't know what you're talking about. Immediately, I know you don't know what you're talking about. You might be able to see the symptom. You may be able to see the symptom. You may even be able to have an accurate analysis of the symptom. But you do not understand causal factors. And anybody that wants to just chalk any of this up to just human nature has absolutely no clue what they're talking about because they're completely ignoring social engineering. They're completely ignoring mind control. They're completely ignoring the stated agendas of think tanks worldwide that want to put eugenics operations into effect in the world. They want to take over society with collectivism and totalitarian belief systems. And they're doing this through the destruction of morality. And they're doing that through the destruction of the family dynamic. And this is a joint operation. This is not only a collectivist, totalitarian based op, but it's also a eugenics op. When you understand how it works together, you'll realize it keeps the population manageable. And birth rates in this country are down. And that's another thing I'm going to get into. 2.1% birth rate needed to maintain a steady population. Current estimates are we're at a 1.85 and dropping. But nobody talks about that because we're packed like sardines in overcrowded cities. And then people want to say the world is overpopulated. The carrying capacity of this world is a minimum of minimum of 10 to 20 times what we have on it. Maybe more. Not with the current way that we are using technology, however. With the current way that we are, quote, feeding populations or growing food, or, you know, living in unsustainable cities, using unsustainable energy supplies, when clearly much more advanced technologies exist that are willfully, deliberately held back. The supporters of order followers are also abdicating their personal responsibility, just like the order followers are. The order followers are abdicating their personal responsibility to the mother and father figure, you know, government, to because they don't want to own the responsibility to judge and discern the difference between right and wrong for themselves. Their supporters are abdicating their personal responsibility to defend themselves, their rights, and their property. They want to leave that to someone else. So for all the minarchists out there who say government is set up as some form of a protectorate, you know, it's, there's, there's that word, security and protection. You can never give that away to someone else. Cannot be given away. It's yours whether you like it or not. And they would say, well, what are, what are people supposed to do? Constantly be on guard against you know, the bad guy who might come at any moment? Yes, correct. Which is why I advocate for the arming of everyone. Everyone should be armed. You'd have a lot more polite of a society the more armed the, the population is. You know? And that all of these people who want to support the state and who think that we need order followers in the form of standing armies. Once again, you already have them among you. People are more worried about standing armies coming in and attacking from the outside. 
Well, if everybody was armed, you wouldn't have to worry about that. The militia would take care of that. Again, the other thing, the only entity that the founders of this country said was necessary for the preservation of freedom. Said, do not allow a standing army. If you did need to raise a standing army for some reason, like a very well-organized attack on your borders, you would do that from the militia. You would organize that from the militia. It would be able to be organized quickly and organically, and when the threat would be dealt with, then you would put down the standing army. Standing armies were never meant to be kept in this country. And people will say, oh, that was in those times, not in modern times. The founders would never have changed their position on that because they recognized the danger of a standing army. And we're in it. We're living it, folks. The example is all around you. We'll be back. everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is happening.com when are people going to wake up and understand that there is no such thing as giving up your personal responsibility to someone else to either discern the difference between right and wrong behavior or to defend yourself when someone who doesn't care about the difference between right and wrong behavior decides that they're going to violate your rights and freedom. That responsibility always belongs to you and you alone. And again, It's the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine combined. The personal responsibility to judge and discern the difference between right and wrong behavior is the sacred feminine dynamic of the non-aggression principle of coming to an understanding, a deep knowledge of the non-aggression principle, which I call the sacred feminine principle. And owning the personal responsibility to be responsible for your own protection, your own self-defense, is the sacred masculine dynamic. But this is what people have been divided, you know, and ruled as a result of not understanding. You have certain people, the order followers on one side of the dynamic, on one side of the dialectic, they want to abdicate that responsibility to, journ, uh, to uh, discern and judge for themselves. And then you have the people on the other side of the dialectic 
the supporters of order followers, the supporters of authority and, you know, believers that somehow order following is some sort of a virtue. They want to abdicate that personal responsibility to defend themselves and their rights. And I would make the claim that deep down inside, this comes from deep-seated psychological parental abandonment issues being experienced by people on both sides of that dynamic. Clearly, the order followers are seeking approval that was lacking in their parental, quote, upbringing. I wrap it in quotes because they weren't raised. They weren't brought up. They're still morally dead. And all the people on the other side of the equation are acting as little children who want to be protected, who want to be, you know, have the strong father figure, big daddy government, take care of them, keep them safe when it isn't anybody else's responsibility but themselves to keep themselves safe. People don't like to be told that they're on their own. And when they screw up a situation, they created it and they're going to have to deal with it. No one is coming to rescue us, folks. There are no white hats out there. You are the person who is going to have to do something. Nobody's stepping in and going to pick us up by our bootstraps and be responsible for us. It is not going to happen that way. Get over it. See, that that's... That's how you know I'm not one of these people that's just trying to somehow exploit other people's confidence. You know, that's all a lot of these other so-called researchers want to do. They want to build a big audience by telling people what they want to hear instead of telling them the harsh, cold reality, the harsh, cold truth. And the harsh, cold truth is More people want the dynamic of the world the way it is than want it to change. Because if more people wanted it to change, it would change. We are not at that tipping point. We are not at that point of change. Not yet. Not even close to it. And that's what I'm trying to get people to clearly see what our work is to do. The great work is so far beyond where at most anybody conceives of it. It's so much more difficult, vastly difficult than anybody even has a conceptualization of. Hardly anyone. People are stuck in this new age crap dynamic of it only takes a little bit of people to create a mass change. Wrong. Wrong incorrect. It's a lie. It's all about numbers. It's 100% about numbers, folks. That's why it's called a tipping point. In a chemical reaction, you would need to add a certain amount. That's why it's called a quantum shift. The word quantum in Latin means an amount. You want that balance to tip the other way? Well, then a certain amount of force is going to be required. And that means a certain amount of people are going to have to change how they think. And I would say the minimum you're ever going to get that done with is half. 
And if anybody thinks we're anywhere close of 50% of the people of this world being fully enlightened, you really have psychological issues. Because if you could look out at the world and say half the people are enlightened, I mean, there's something seriously wrong with your perception. I don't know what planet you're living on, but it certainly isn't Earth in the year 2015. I want to talk a little bit more about this whole belief of doing good. See, everybody is hung up on intention and think that this is another New Age lie. It, uh, the intention is what matters. Wrong. Incorrect. The action is what matters. The effect that you had through your actions, that's what matters. Intention is largely meaningless. It's a nice thing. See, this is a great lie to tell to people who are hung up on emotion. They're hung up on how something makes them feel. It's the same kind of idiots that won't listen to what I'm saying or even consider it or even watch a long video that I've put out because you don't like the sound of my voice. You don't like the timbre in my voice. Oh, well, where's, where's your crying towel? How old are you? That's my, that's my answer to people like that. How old are you? Are you an adult? You know? Clearly, you may be an adult in physical age, but you're a child emotionally and mentally. Again, probably stemming from parental abandonment issues. And once again, hey, I have these issues too. I talked about them openly on the air. There's a difference between having something and dealing with it. Confronting it. Because you recognized it. And you recognized it as something that was making you something less than you could be. Holding you back. That's what I had to recognize my parental abandonment issues as. And then confront them, deal with them and say, now how am I going to move on with my life? And what am I going to do with my time and my life? How am I going to make an impact? No, most people are content to sit on the sidelines and pick apart other people's work. But they have nothing to show for themselves. You know, constantly I put people's names that I get emails, nitpicking emails or, or confrontational emails, and you know where their work is? In the toilet bowl. Non-existent. A big goose egg. Because they're cowards. Cowards. They wouldn't, they wouldn't dare put their name on something. They're fearful little boys and girls who are total cowards. Now, let me tell you something, folks. I definitively know who I'm up against and what they're capable of. And I've said it many times on this show, you wouldn't stop me with a bullet. Because I'll be right back here. Because I know that until all are out, none are out. So I'm here for the long haul. So it all comes down to people not wanting to grow up. They want to remain in that childlike, infantile mindset that says someone else is going to handle that for you. 
Well, news flash for you folks. We're the only ones here. Nobody's coming to step in to handle our mess for us. We'll pick this up on the other side. Stay with us. everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening here on republic broadcasting i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is before the break i was talking about how there's no one else here who's going to help us out of this situation folks i mean if you believe that i think you're extraordinarily naive Other intelligences, other species, while they may exist out there in the universe, are not going to want to do our work for us. Then they'd be responsible for us. Like a parent would be responsible for a child. And we're already someone else's bastard child that has been left at the doorstep of the universe. They're not all that anxious to come and pick up that basket and take care of what's inside of it for the rest of eternity. They may support us in our efforts to heal ourselves, but you know, you, you, you have to give encouragement to an adolescent that's trying to become a responsible adult. But you know, we're we're the adolescent who's saying we don't want, we don't want no part of adulthood. You know, we want to remain eternal children. Well, how do you think other beings in the universe are going to respond to that? Well, you could stay in your prison there until you get the message of how you need to behave. And anybody that thinks that all of these beings that are somehow racing here, tripping over each other to get to us, I mean, it's wishful thinking. And the people who propagate that message, all they want is listeners. They want to blow smoke up other people's rear end to get listeners because people love being told what they want to hear. And that's all that dynamic comes down to. Like I said, if I wanted to increase my listenership, I'd get on the air here and I'd start saying, hey, the Arcturians, they have our back, man. They're, they're coming. They're, uh, I, hey, we have word from channeled sources that, you know, the, the, the craft are on their way and they're all going to come here. They're going to take all the good people away from all this suffering and all this chaos. You know, I could increase my listenership tenfold by telling people what they want to hear. That's how people have gained massive audiences that don't have one drop of information that's even worth looking at. Now, they won't talk about natural law. Forget about an analysis of what actual morality is. You know, break down different actual occult ideologies, philosophies, Symbols help people to understand how they're really being manipulated. No, it's just all good vibes, you know. That's all. It's all just making people feel good. 
Well, you won't come to this radio show or to my website to feel good, ladies and gentlemen. It's about learning. It's about knowledge. It's about right action. It's about getting out of your ego-identified, mind-controlled state. And there are all the different religions that hold you back, whether they're cultural religion, whether it's the religion of authority, the religion of money, the religion of scientism, the religion of the New Age movement. All things that just totally hold us back from our real potential as a species. You know, people have to understand until we decide that we're going to get past whatever the abandonment issues that were that had gone on. You know, this is a big dynamic in both men and women. And start to develop real self-respect. We can't get along with ourselves, let alone with each other, let alone with anybody else outside of ourselves. That is internal work. Internal work that needs to be done. And hardly anybody wants to do that work. They want to pass on the buck. They want to pass the responsibility to somebody else. And they keep wanting to make excuses. And then get all objectionable about me bringing up an example of the Nazis as what these people emulate and what they have become. I mean, if you can't look at the historical parallels of what the Nazis did and what American troops and police, soldiers and police are doing in modern times, you're, you're blind. There is nothing else that can be said about it except you can't see the two plus two equals four. It's pure blindness through wanting to believe what you want to believe and not looking at the facts. I mean, the historical examples abound. From how they completely infiltrated the culture of their society. Through how they worked through these think tanks and these dark occult organizations. To how they took people's rights, how they took people's weapons, the confiscation that they want to try to put through in the United States, the constant infringement on on gun rights and gun gun laws, constant infringement by making gun laws, which is expressly prohibited by what was supposed to be a limiter on government. in the form of the Constitution. We refuse to heed the profound wisdom of the founders of this country. We didn't want to take on our personal responsibility of self-defense through the militia, which means military strength present everywhere is what the word, the actual term that militia comes from in Latin means. Militium vulgarum means full military strength present everywhere. Which the founders repeatedly said is it is constituted by the people themselves. It's not an agency of government. The people make up the militia. 
when they were asked, they repeatedly gave the same answer to that question and clearly stated it in their writings. And they said it was the only thing that was necessary for the preservation of freedom, the state of freedom to be preserved. And people completely ignore that, which is why I need to do more on the Second Amendment as well. Again, not that I'm a constitutionalist or a minarchist or a believer in in representative government because I'm not. I'm a complete anarchist. But the Second Amendment is something that people really can learn from because you could break down every word in that sentence and deeply understand profound principles that the founders understood that they tried to communicate us to keep us free or allow us any modicum of freedom. But what do the people of this nation say? There's no wisdom in that. We don't need to pay attention to that. That was 240 240 years ago. What do we need to listen to that for? Yeah. Because look where you're at. In a jail cell. With a standing army living amongst you in every city. And again, this is all because of the complete breakdown of morality brought about through the cultural march through the institutions of both communism and Nazism. Religions. Religions of the state that once again made a deal behind the scenes and said, we're going to have to take this this particular nation down that was too strong for us to take down militarily. We're going to have to take it down culturally and again the main thing that they are doing this through in the modern day is the eugenics operation of the total war that they're fomenting between the sexes which is going to be topics of many future shows the mind control that they specific that these think tanks specifically crafted to target toward women in our society because both of these religions of totalitarianism, the Nazis and the communists, understood deeply that you have to take the minds of women first before you can get the whole culture because they are acting or were, past tense I should state, acting as the nurturers and the instillers of morals into the youth. And so once you have their minds, you have all the men's minds as well. We'll be breaking that down in explicit detail in upcoming editions of this radio show. Your call's coming up in the third hour, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us. Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. Welcome back everyone, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host Mark Passio, my website whatonearthishappening.com. Let's go to the phone lines in this hour. The toll-free number to join us here on What on Earth is Happening, 800-313-9443.
Let's hear from Rahul in Washington. Rahul, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Uh, great show today. Thank um, you. I, I, I have a um, question and a comment that sure. uh, I wanted to uh, put forward. Uh, and before I uh, get to the question and comment, actually, you know, you mentioned on your show uh, many times in the past that it's a comedy show. And for someone who knows what's going on, it, it really is like comedy gold. Like, I find myself laughing, even though it's really serious. Yep, I know serial. what you mean. I find myself... um, but uh, my question is, um, have you read the Wheel of Time series? I have not. Who's the author? Uh, the author is a, a man named Robert Jordan. Okay. And um, it's um, it's kind of like a cult classic, and um, for for someone like yourself, I would highly recommend checking it out because um, it's like a a spiritual allegory. Uh, and the author Robert Jordan um, was a Freemason. So, Interesting. So the book is um, it's just completely filled with uh, symbolism. And um, I don't, I don't, really don't want to give away too much, uh, so um, I'm just going to let you check that out on your own. But absolutely. Um, but just from your background, uh, I think it's something that you would just, just really, really love and really get into. It's um, kind of what you've just described there briefly. Almost reminds me of Terry Goodkind's uh, Sword of Truth series, which was a very profound. Uh, works of spiritual allegory uh, that I felt dealt with some themes that are uh, in Freemasonry as well. Um, so for the comment that I wanted to, I wanted to just make this comment and then um, just basically go off the air and let you kind of elaborate on it. Sure. But um, the, uh, so this is very highly related to the topic that you're discussing now and plan on discussing in future shows. Um, something that I've found in our culture is that uh, male energy, the males are emasculated, and then male energy is is uh, only uh, acceptable for expression under very specific parameters. Uh, Absolutely. So, so, like, sports yep. um, is a big one, and then police and military, obviously, yep. and then also... Uh, archetypal jobs such as a uh, construction worker, doctor, lawyer, businessman, etc. And uh, male energy, it simply uh, represents decisive action. So um, that energy is always going to be there. Like any, any human being is always going to have the energy within them. So um, if they weren't, <clears throat> excuse me, if they weren't misdirecting that energy, it would naturally dismantle the control system, like, on its own. Um, and football specifically uh, is carried out inside of a gladiatorial arena, and it's like a simulated war ritual. Uh, and the scrimmage line, um, it's like a clash between two armies. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't even watch football anymore, but I was in the uh, cannabis market the other day, and um, I heard on their television just the roar of the crowd. Uh, I live in Seattle, and, uh, you know, the Seattle Seahawks right. won the Super Bowl last year, and it's, it's a really big thing. And I haven't watched a single second of football. 
all year um, because I don't see the value in it anymore. Like, I, I see it for what it is. Uh, but I heard that roar of that crowd, and it sent chills up my spine because it, like, I, I remember, you know, all those scenes in the, in the Gladiator movie, and it's, it's almost exactly the same. And that energy, it's like they're siphoning that energy and they're letting people express it in a, in a harmless way. In sure. a way that's not going to damage the control system. It's completely so, um, channeled and deflected away from them. Uh, so I'm just that's all I had, and I just wanted to um, kind of hear your thoughts on that. Absolutely. I think you've made great points there, Rahul. Um, the masculine energy is continuously suppressed and channeled in completely um, futile directions. Um, they don't want any real men in society. That's the, the entire problem with society right now is that there's actually too much false masculine energy and too little real masculine energy, true masculine energy, which would stand up against injustice, which would stand up against anybody trying to take away our rights and would come and take a defensive posture against incursions like that. You know, um, this is the reason that the quote, again, I'm, I'm always going to refer to this or I'm going to in endeavor always to refer to this dynamic as the neo-feminism movement. It isn't classical feminism. They are creating a war on men, essentially, through their religion, through this religion that I'm going to tag as neo-feminism. And part of this is the emasculation of the modern male and the subsequent masculization of the modern female, but not in the sense of true masculine energy, of dominator masculine energy, of wanting to control, okay? And you see this happening in society. And the, the, the reason that this is done is you have to look at I'll probably make some slides regarding this or a chart to illustrate it visually. You have to imagine real masculine energy on one side, real feminine energy on the other side. And what they want is to blur the lines between them, to bring everybody away from those genuine things and have it all be sort of a competing um, mixture, okay, where there's no real men and there's no real women and everybody is a um, uh, a silhouette or a husk that isn't really acting in the capacity of a genuine being. They're the literal non-genuine false being. You know, the, they don't want real men and real women in society. Real men and real women are not going to be able to be manipulated. And I'll give further elaboration on what I consider a real man and a real woman to be as I explore this topic in the future. And I will certainly explain what I consider the artificial man and the artificial woman to be, or the manipulated man or the manipulated woman. And that's, who, that's what comprises most of human society today. The artificial manipulated man and woman. 
that bears no resemblance to the real item, to the real thing. They can't even conceptualize how this was done to them. They were made into beings, into creatures by people and think tanks and groups that they never met, never heard of. And they were turned into golems by these people that are operating on rote response like a a, a stimulus response organism instead of an actual thinking human being. And this was done through social engineering. And once again, I can't emphasize enough, folks, when I make some of the generalizations that I will make come, uh, when I approach this topic. I know people are going to call me misogynist. They're going to say, oh, how dare you say these things? You know, what I'm trying to do is tell people the cold, hard truth about how a dialectic manipulation only needs to be bought by one side for it to work. Stay with us, everyone. More of your calls coming up. back everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening here on rbn i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is happening.com we're taking your calls this hour final hour of the show for tonight's broadcast call uh, the call in number 800-313-9443 i want to thank rahul for his call and uh great points that he brought up let's hear from uh, Zidani, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, in Connecticut. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Did I get the pronunciation of your name right? Zidani, Zidani, yeah, sure. Great. Um, I want to pick back up, if I could, with a little piece I didn't get to finish on last week and tie it into some of what you're talking about now with the UFO issue. Sure. Thank you. And so we were... Um, I was getting cut off there is mentioning your time constraints, mentioning about, you know, the, the third option, we were talking about the UFO a little bit, that there's, that there's military. Very possible. You know, um, obviously there's a ton of documentation and understanding to what our, our militaries have, uh, you know, in the high quadrants of that with Northrop Grumman, um, Lockheed Martin, and, and in military industrial complexes around the world and what they're doing with these technologies question of um you know where they begin and where what their involvement in the whole apparatus is say from the phenomena you know of inductions in my through line here to connect it back is when we look into the nazis and what the nazis were really about focusing say more away from you know figureheads and charismatic people like hitler and rather over to the, the, the multitude of manifold abundant works of going through Himmler's work, 
what he was really interested in. Sure. Um, going around in the real life Indiana Jones and, and hijacking everything that was right. ancient culture. What, 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 what about some of the secret technologies that uh, a Nazi that's very rarely ever brought up historically, uh, Hans Kammler, was involved with? You know, then you get into the, the whole concept of the Nazi bell and, you know, the anti-gravitic work that they were doing. I'm sure they already had very well-developed anti-gravitics, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, people don't even know about all of this work that they were doing with free energy technologies. There are many through lines there. Um, as soon as we touch the order of the bell, then you go back into the deeper elements, as you've mentioned, and so many great researchers talk about with the Thule Society and what it relates to back in ancient society. You could take that work into those things, understand the connections to say, the actual clarified bush line, uh, the bushes who are actually clearly at the root Roosevelt's, but Prescott Bush himself as a sheriff right. was involved with Nikolai Tesla and the entire work that Nikolai Tesla's work was being exploited by Scherf into these German circles. I mean, there's an abundance. No of question, uh, Tesla things. was in bed with a den of vipers. You know, he woke up to it, I believe, a little bit later on, but it was already too late. Uh, he had accepted funding from, you know, these international banksters, and, you know, then they crushed his work once uh, they realized that he had a different intention uh, that they did. I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Eric Berman, who was dating a daughter of uh, a, 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 he was dating a lady who was the daughter of a man who, uh, towards his death in 1999, exposed himself as Otto Skorzeny, who was Hitler's bodyguard, and he's the one who provides as much of this firsthand testimony um, concerning himself and George Herbert Scherf, as he would properly be named or falsely named Prescott Bush, uh, and how they killed Tesla. And sold his work off to not only Edison and GE, but tons of other major corps for military application that produced this wonderfully staggering fireworks of delight in the military that we now have. Um, also connected there to everything you were saying before. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just, we could scarcely even imagine how far ahead this, quote, breakaway civilization through the dark occult. I mean, you could get involved in the whole lines of research with, uh, you know, von Braun and uh, coming over as part of Paperclip and then the formulation of NASA and then all the different occultists that were involved in that group, you know. And, and then, you, then you look into the connections with the NRO, the National Reconnaissance Office, which I talked about in my... Um, demystifying the occult seminar in Connecticut, you know, and you look at how they're clearly dark occultists. All of their symbolism is just, it's so out in the open, it's practically insulting, you know? And I, met, I mentioned it last week, I'll remind you again, I was yeah. at your, I'm Connecticut, is at your seminar there, we talked for all the bar yes. after about my personal story with being a front of basically Luciferian family and tons of background of my own, and I've got an extensive uh, Kabbalistic Hebrew background I was sharing with you when you were talking about the NRO what one of their patches was probably about with the Samael reference right um, and and of course you know these these people are there and we can keep looking at things you know monetary things like looking at Martin Borman uh, existing in Argentina for, you know putting Deutsche Bank down roots down in 1950 kicking back millions of dollars to sure. Morgan all these but you know and, and that's okay. just one of the guys that we were able to trace and track and eventually find his whereabouts. You know, you look at somebody like Kamler, 
Hans Kammler was never even discovered. We don't know what became of him. One of the highest ranking um, technological um, officers within the, the Third Reich and di- absolutely, quote, disappeared. Yeah, because he's of an upper tier and they're going to protect right. him more. And that's a great point because if you're familiar with uh, Joseph, Dr. Joseph P. Farrell's work, when he talks about Operation Paperclip, we know it's not even... People who research it come on to the notion that it's handfuls of scientists. What Joseph P. Farrell has wonderfully elucidated in his research, you're talking of, he said, minimum 10,000, more like 20,000 of the upper tiers of the Nazis. Easily. That were, they were integrated into anything that could influence the mind, from professorships to bankers to educators doctors, lawyers, and, you know, Indian, you know, proverbially. And a, di- a direct yeah, result of them being brought over here resulted in MK, the MK Ultra mind control projects of the 1950s and 60s and ongoing. Totally true. And also going back before that, we understand that Dr. Joseph Mengele was doing all the prelude work to MK Ultra, And even before that, that it really started in the United States in the early 1900s. They shipped it out there when they didn't feel it was going to go so well with some of the formative stages. Then they brought it back, which is why when you know that Prescott Bush was... And they had the one piece of technology that was lacking during the Third Reich after the war. You know what that was? The television. Then it really ramped up into high gear from that point forward. And they also were, you know, experimenting into all the drugs, which is how MKUltra worked to create the authors and the center compartmentalization to birth. What your friend and our friend, Jay, you know, we listened to Jay Parker talks about where you cultivate from the 1880s and 90s when these bankers are coming over here, this German infrastructure, into where you're taking over the minds of people, you're taking over their finance, you're creating the infrastructure in which this cult of Atom can can have its play through all the, the drugs. And I mean, even when we watch some of the drugs that Mengele birthed, then they come over and they jump out. I mean, opiates have obviously been around forever, but street drugs float in jazz culture with the beats because the Nazis are now flooding over here, and you're going to entertain the populace with this kind of soma, you know, so that now you've got TV, you've got the beginnings and inroads into nanos, so there's all the things that are going to make TV even more accessible. We've got a population that's off for, off for mind that, control. Zidani, thanks so much for the call. Brilliant points you brought up. we got to go to break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Destroys a night, night divides a day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com. We're taking your calls till the end of the show. Let's hear from Nathan in Arkansas. Nathan, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, yes I can. The introduction. I had a couple messages for the listeners tonight. Sure. First of all, I was happy to hear you talking about World War II because I've come across some hidden knowledge about World War II in 
in case people don't realize this, they're not telling you everything in in school education, and there's a whole lot more manipulation and history behind what World War II than what you know. And it's all in books. It's all there. It's just not in textbooks. Another thing is I wanted to share a story. I started listening to your show probably six months ago, and you really opened my eyes because it's just helpful whenever somebody is speaking the truth and taking it all the way. Because nobody seems to want to do that. Well, they're afraid of what other people might think of them. Uh, I, uh, you know, maintain the uh, position that I really don't care what anybody thinks about me. I'm not here to be anybody's friend or to be liked. I'm here to tell people the truth, period. Right, and I've uh, come to that same position myself because once you see what's going on, you realize that there's no point in being attached to anything in this life. Because That's right. It, you, it could all be taken away from you uh, tonight. That is a profound point right there that I am going to very much explore on future shows, especially when I talk about some of the mental manipulation that has been targeted against women in our society. That is a profound point. Another thing, once I started listening to your show, I realized that I had to become involved. So uh, I found a group that does kind of like a debate club it's called socrates cafe they do them all over the country Hmm. you can find them on a meetup but if you basically vote on a question to talk about for two hours and i just go in there and i start talking about the truth and i figured figured i would get a pretty positive response because the people who you would think would show up to this type of thing would be you know more intelligent people who at least care enough about about issues like that to talk about them but after speaking to the same group for six months it's almost like they haven't learned anything and they're like completely in the opposite direction of of where they should be like they they all are arguing for their own enslavement and they're arguing about what what's the best way to do eugenics and you can't even get them to admit that something as simple as taxation is is stealing can't even get them to admit that that they're slaves you know religion is a powerful thing and the religion of authority is the second most powerful religion on this planet yeah the the amount of cognitive dissonance there is just absurd and it's i'm reading the book 1984 right now and in that book they call it double think where you're able to magically do the mental gymnastics and everything and i'm at the point where he reads gold books Goldberg's book, and he, the character makes a comment that all that Goldberg is doing is telling you kind of what you already know. It's just that nobody has ever told you that before, and so you didn't realize. Exactly. You didn't realize how simple it was. Exactly. So it, the truth is simple. It isn't complex. Now that doesn't mean that it's easy to follow it if you're totally culturally conditioned to ignore it or to look the other way. Or that society is so screwed up that following truth is going to actually be a painful thing because of how many people are, you know, in com- complete and utter, um, ob- you know, obliviousness when it comes to what the truth is. It, it, it may be a difficult thing to live, but the the actual understanding and existence of truth is quite simple. 
Right. I mean, it's just shocking how how long it can take you to convince a small group of people that you regularly with just to change their minds. Who and they all have the arrogant attitude that they're you know the the great thinkers of of the, the community. And just getting them to admit they're wrong about anything is so shockingly difficult that you're like totally right about how much in a huge mess we are. Like we're in serious danger here when. When even the people who claim to be smart can't even admit that they're, you know, just the most obvious of truths. The, ha- the house is burning be- down. The, the 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 house that we live in, proverbially, this planet is is burning down all around us with us in it, and we're arguing over like you know details of like you know the patterns on on the wallpaper or something to that effect. Uh, you know when we argue with nitpicking little things in people's work. You know, we're not getting on the same page when it comes to morality. We're not getting on the same page when it comes to the illusion of authority, the non-existence of it in nature. We're not getting on the same page when it comes to what real freedom is about. And we're certainly not getting on the same page when it comes to all the different dialectics and, you know, uh, divide and conquer strategies that are being played off against us and seeing those for what they are, other means of control. I, I got an eerie feeling about a month ago. I, I don't know where it came from, but I just got the feeling that the mouse trap just was snapped. Like at a specific moment, I remember it. And it's ever since then, I've kind of realized that we're, we're actually in, in a civil war right now and that every society is breaking down and pretty yep. soon they're going to be driving tanks up to your house. And so it's... That's also very profound what you just said there. The war against the people of America has already commenced. It's ongoing now. It has already begun. The problem is most people just don't understand that that war has already begun. Sadly. Yeah, and you know, it's too late for a lot of people. Like, just in my experience with these people, I'm going to still speak the truth and and plant seeds everywhere I That's go. Right. But some people, if they can't, if they don't see it soon, it's too late for them. And the people who do see the truth have to come together and form some kind of network to deal with these problems because you you can't wait on people forever because for some of them it's just not going to happen again i can't remember the name of the individual who said it i'll have to look it up or perhaps someone can uh give his name on the air um someone made the statement there's a special place in hell reserved for those who remain silent during times of moral crises and we are in a moral crisis right now and the vast majority of the human population is both ignorant and silent. You know, it's not that they're incapable of understanding it. They are ignorant. They are ignoring what is taking place in their midst because of their cowardice, and they are just, you know, sitting on the sidelines watching it happen as if they're some kind of spectators. You know, life is not a spectator sport, people. Get involved. Get on the battlefield. Do the great work. Engage your fellow human beings. That's what this is all about, Nathan. Absolutely brilliant points that you've made up uh, that you've made there. Uh, if anybody doesn't believe that it's that bad yet, just get on YouTube and type in "UC Davis police brutality," and you'll see the uh, Ferguson riots from about a month ago, and you can see the cult mentality of the yep. police, where they're literally stormtroopers, and the boss is Darth Vader, and they're just. They, they might as well just be raping people in the street. I'm getting that bad. 
I wonder what it's going to take to wake up the slumbering American public. How much longer are they going to take this? The founders are just absolute, their spirits are weeping. And, you know, Nathan, I want to thank you for the call um, because it, 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 you know, brings up this point. I'll just give a little anecdote here. Um, I went to a gun show in Oaks, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia um, uh, last weekend. And, or it might have been two weekends ago. Um, and I took a route to get there that I don't normally take, and it took me through Valley Forge. And I regret even taking that path to get up to the show. I wish I would not have done it. I don't want to even drive through that area anymore because so tangibly and palpably in my body did I feel an energy of mourning that I almost had to pull the car over to the side of the road and just break down in tears. When I think about what the American revolutionaries had to endure to secure the modicum of freedom that they did for the people of this land and how we have absolutely squandered that sacrifice that they made, it sickens me to the core of my being. Stay with us, folks. Final segment on the other side of this break. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of What on Earth is Happening for this evening. We're taking your calls. Let's hear from Tom in Toronto. Tom, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. Um, today, uh, pretty good show. Uh, Thank you. I just wanted to talk about the ego of order following, sure. how it works through my observation. Okay, so, go right well, ahead. It's like a concept I refer to as uh, perceived size, you know. People perceive not only size, but they perceive qualities of things that don't actually exist. Like, they'll perceive that a queen, like, she's just an old lady sitting on a chair with a metal hat, but they perceive that there's some sort of divine ability about them. And, you know, that works on the ego. And it happens both ways, like to say a real object, like say a dollar bill, has some magical power to it, and a not real object has some physical power to it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, it exists only in their constructural idea in their mind, but it doesn't exist actually innately in nature. Yes. It's like a cognitive... It's like a sort of miscommunication between the left and the right brain. The left brain sees the reality. The right brain sees the creative imagination. And it gets those two confused. Like, oh, this isn't actually completely real. It has these sort of non-realistic qualities to it. 
like, uh, to give an example, like, how do you kill a vampire, right? It's like, oh, so you get a steak, uh, some garlic, some holy water. But in reality, you know, it doesn't matter because vampires aren't real. Right. But people will fight about these things, you know? Like, and that's oh, how the dialectic shit. in politics works, you know? Do you want this side to rule you or do you want that side to rule you? It's all the belief in something that doesn't exist, which is authority. And they just get people to identify with one aspect of it. And, you know, then they're involved in a religion of believing in something that doesn't actually exist in nature. Yeah, and think about order following. They think that, say, their boss or their higher-up authority has some divine power. Like, in reality, he's about the exact same height as you. He's anatomically the same. He probably has most of the same education that you do. And here he is running your life like you, like some sort of tool. Like, turn a person into a tool as if they don't have their own soul. And um, a caller called in, I think, I don't know, a week or two ago, and he was talking about good order following versus bad order. The only good order following is when something that doesn't have a soul is controlled. Basically, if you have intellect, if you have a soul, if you have the that fifth point on the pentagram, head, soul, then you are not to be controlled. None of your things are to be controlled if they belong to you, whether it's your body or your home or your possessions. Yeah, we have free will to choose the behaviors that we will. And, you know, people saying that, you know, they can somehow abdicate that free will choice are, it's a cop-out, you know, pun intended. You know, that they are trying to give away something that cannot be given away to someone else, a per, that, their personal responsibility. People, you know? Yeah. Like, slavery isn't intrinsically real. Cause it can't, it's not possible. Right. Even after they give you the order, you still have to make the choice that's order. right. That's correct. You're still choosing. See, it comes down to like that scene in in the Matrix, you know, where the Merovingian is talking to the the three heroes, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trinity, Morpheus, and Neo, and he's trying to get them to dismiss the concept of free will, where, where he's talking about causality, and you know, causality is natural law. It's it's how. The universe responds to our choices. And Morpheus says, everything begins with choice. And that's where Morpheus is completely correct. But the Merovingian, as the dark occultist, says, no, wrong. It's only all about causality. No, it is not. We are not just pure and total slaves to natural law. We have free will and are gifted with the ability to interact with natural law. Natural law is always going to bring us the consequences of our behavior, but we are free to choose which behaviors we will put into effect in the universe. What we cannot escape are the consequences of that choice. Yes, we influence causality. And, uh, you know, I want to say to all the order followers, if they're listening, your boss does not have some divine crown of gold on his head. He's just another guy who found himself in a position where he could tell you what to do and you're only listening to him because you think slavery is real or whatever 
Well, what about the magical green pieces of paper or whatever color they are in, in, in all other countries? You know, the, the, the plastic slips of paper up there in, in Canada, Tom, you know, they're, yeah. they're, that's what's that's what's ultimately guiding their decision making processes. I have to do that for those because then where am I going to get my my, you know, daily bread from? I have to, you know, uh, chase these magical pieces of paper that enable me to do things and have energy in the world you know there's there's the ultimate religion that works hand in hand with the religion of authority but that one's going to be an even more difficult one to break down until we break down this authority religion first yeah those toilet papers i mean those pieces of paper are intrinsically just toilet paper exactly that's what they are it, even less than that, because it, they wouldn't be too comfortable to use them in, in that capacity, and or sanitary for that matter. Yeah, especially the <laughs> <plastic>. <laughs> it's it's amazing where people's minds are at when when you come from a purely natural perspective and looking at things as they really do exist in nature without the constructural ideas of man. You realize how utterly ridiculous the mindset of the vast vast majority of people actually is it's sad it's a sad thing it like the previous one of the previous callers said it is it does become like a comedy like it's such a grand joke and the joke's all on us the punchline's on us we're the punchline you know when none of it has to be this way and we have potential that we can scarcely even imagine to do incredibly creative and wondrous things as beings and as a species uh, you know in the aggregate sense and what are we doing we're fest we are absolutely festering in a prison of our own making honestly it's all ego we we put this vision of the world over the actual world and yep you know then we wonder why everything doesn't make sense like uh i call it like like a schism you know like i call it the dark world this yep. is the dark world where you spend your time when the real world seems too hard but like a schism is precisely what it is you know that's what i was kind of describing before when i was describing how you know all of these different dialectics work you they create a schism and they pit one side against the other and unfortunately only one side has to go along with the schism you don't even need both sides in full schism you know you only need to separate one side from the other side and you know pit them against each other pit that group against the other and then it takes on a dynamic of its own. That's why yeah. we have to reach out and educate these people who have bought that mental schism, who have bought into that mind control and that propaganda. Unless enough of us step up and get involved on that spiritual battlefield and do the great it's work, not. we're not going to reverse this dynamic that we're experiencing. Yeah. Also, um... um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I forgot. Well, no worries, Tom. Great, great points that you brought up there. And, you know, that is what it all really comes down to is deep ego, not being able to admit that we were wrong or we were duped. And, you know, that's what we have to get these people ultimately to see who are giving their energy and their mind over to uh, something that's ultimately leading us down a completely evil path that leads to nothing but destruction and slavery. So I want to thank you for your call. Uh, great points that you brought up as always um everybody who calls into this show brings up phenomenal points constantly you know um i want to thank everybody for calling in and offering their points of view and um 
I want to uh, say, you know, stay tuned because we have really, really profound topics coming up on future shows that are going to be uh, controversial to say the least, but without any question, they will be enlightening. Remember, everyone, there are only two mistakes that you could ever make on the path to truth, not starting and not going all the way. You've been listening to What on Earth is Happening. Thanks so much. We'll see you right here next week.